The views and opinions expressed on the cap are those of the hosts. They do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Old Note Media. Any opinions stated are intended to offend anyone. episode 411 i'm here with taylor mcleod nate sperlin here cat podcast excited for this episode first episode in two weeks um taylor's been two weeks what you been up to man not a whole lot working doing the doing the normal stuff i'm trying to i'm trying to get off caffeine right now so Mm -hmm. i can hear my heartbeat in my ears and in my frontal lobe and everything so yeah we're having we're battling through it. This is, I wouldn't say this is my flu game, but this is my uh this is my my headache game. Have you tried to just say no? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I would I would never. <laughs> Man, last two weeks for me have been interesting. I went to Dave and Buster's like uh last Tuesday. Not not the, I went to Dave and Buster's and I got like two high scores on like this football game where basically you have to like it's basically like a um you know, like when you have to run through the ladder, agility ladder and stuff like that, you have to like make sure your feet are whatever. It's like one of those games yeah. and I got two high scores. And then because of that, I got um so much stuff um from the gift shop. So that was cool. Um, Unfortunately, I went to the doubleheader yesterday for the Mets where they got blown out. What was it? 21 to three. We left. 21 like, to three. Yeah, we, we left before it even got that. We, we, we left that 11-0 which is a good decision. Um, and then we went back and then Jose Quintana was actually, well, let me not say it like that. Jose Quintana was competent quality start. And then it all went to shit after they took about the game. So um, yeah, we're, we're just on to 2026. 2026. That's tough. Yeah. And, and, and shout out the Cubs because they are the only ones, well, in the Dodgers, but those, those two teams are the only ones we're talking about right now. Um, from oh, my, I just, I oh, from your what, team. Yeah, okay. what, what are what are the other ones? You want you want to talk about how bad the White Sox are, or? Oh no, I'm not talking about your teams. Oh. I'm my my wonderful my wonderful fellas have a fighting chance still. They're they're mm-hmm. gutting it out. Mm-hmm. They they are. How many games are they uh in back of the wild card? Uh, they came in today down three of the last wild card spot, and Toronto I think just took the lead. So they, I watched it all. Yes, they did. So if they took the lead, then they'll end. if Toronto wins today, then they'll end at three. Okay. But I mean, they started last week down five after they got swept by Toronto, which they could have been up one in the wild card. But, you know, there's a lot of game left. There's a so lot is of the game life left. of right. So it's the yeah. life of a middle of the pack baseball team. But hopefully this will be a really good uh, finish because I think I don't know. I feel like. For the most part, this season has been a little sleepy. Like there have been like times where we've seen spectacular moments, but for the most part, or maybe it's just because like the hometown teams suck, but it, it feels like a a less remarkable season, at least in New York City. Also, nobody's playing. Everybody's hurt and everybody got traded yeah. on both sides. It's definitely a, a it's a weird season. This this series right now between Seattle and Baltimore is kind of like an example to me of like kind of like the new guard that we could see where it's these teams that we're not necessarily used to 
But, you know, we say this every time. There's, like, some new teams that come into the mix. And then, like, next year it'll be like, all right, Red Sox, Yankees. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, something will happen and we'll be right back to, like, Red Sox, Yankees, Giants, Dodgers, just right back how it's, like, not supposed to be. But you these know what I mean? These teams don't like each other. They love to hate right, each other. Yeah. All this. Like, <laughs> like oh, we got these young, ta- talented teams. And then it'll just be like, yeah. That, that you only, thought. That, that storyline only matters in the NFL now because you're actually physically assaulting the other team. Like, that's literally yeah, the job. Right, exactly. And, and I'm excited to have um, football back soon. Justin Fields, 4,000 yards. You could book it. But anyway, um, this is the po- Cat Podcast, episode 411. Thank you for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. It's your weekly tour through hip-hop. That being said, Taylor... How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this album. I'm excited to just be talking, you know, music again. It we were talking about it before we got on. It's only been two weeks, but it feels like it's been it feels like it's been a month, month and a half. So I'm excited just to be just to be here. It does. It's, we're in the dog days of August, honestly, and it's really taking it's really impacting my um my view on time because everything's just yeah. going so much slower. Um, I kind of like it because it does remind me of like. You know, you know, like when you were a kid and then you're like, everything's going so slow. And then your parents are like, wait until you're an adult. Everything becomes a blur. Yeah. And we, we finally have that moment of childhood again. So after this, I'm going to go watch some Adventure Time and just chill. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 another thing, too. And it, it's kind of crazy. And you and I are only three years out of school at this point. But like, you know, from the time you're what, five or six until you're. 21 22 you have this same like schedule every year where it's like you basically know so i'm still getting used to getting to like the end of august and not having like school start again you know what i mean like obviously i know it's not happening but there Mm -hmm. is still like i'm still hit like the middle of august and i'm like all right yeah like we're gonna get back into the swing of things and it's like i've been in the swing of things for three years now (laughs) the the whole the whole muscle memory is like wait so there's not going to be a big change coming in september just like confused right yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly all right um let's get into our segments before we get into the main event first one we have is power rankings um and taylor you can start from third third place to first place perfect so our last show was utopia and i lied i haven't really played it at all since we talked about he it. he lied not, not on purpose or anything but i just haven't been playing it so from the bottom I have uh, Return of the Mac, Prodigy, and Alchemist. Number two, this album, this is kind of forecast for my album of the year, probably at this point, Great Escape, Larry June, and Alchemist. And of course, there's a trend here, which is The Alchemist. And then number one, this might come as a surprise, but I've been playing Oxymoron by Schoolboy oh, Q so much lately. Like, I don't know what started it. I just like, it, I don't even remember what song came on in Shuffle. And I was like looking at the cover and I was like, Damn, that was a really well executed album. And I went back to it and it's like so much better than even I could have remembered. So those are my three. Return of the Mac, Great Escape, Oxymoron. The one theme that we're gonna have for this segment, as I'm seeing, as I heard your list, is that we are gonna show TDE some love. Um, number three, I have Absol Herbert. Um, I texted you, Taylor, like a week or two ago about how many albums in 2023 really are on the same level of cohesiveness and just overall brilliance as Herbert. And we only really came up with what, like two albums um, yeah. out of all the albums that we've listened to and talked about. So don't be surprised if I make a um, case for Herbert being album of the year in 2023. Um, number two, I have Travis Scott, Utopia, only because I like uh, 
Topia Twins and um, Till Further Notice. Like only because I like the tracks that are probably 21 Savage Throwaways. Oh, that's the only reason why it's up there. And number one, we have Gunna, Gift and the Curse. I mean, come on. Like, do I have to? I'm, I'm going to say it every episode. Yes, yeah, a young Gunna one, and I'm still a big P and a star like Dallas. Like, come on. You, you can't beat that. Um, all right, moving on, we're going to have verses and we're going to compare two Trippy Red albums. We're going to be comparing a Love Letter to You 3 versus a Love Letter to You 4. Taylor, which one do you prefer? So this is this is pretty cut and dry for me. Um, first of all, four has like a million songs. So that's already a big like check in the wrong box for me. But I, I'm going a love letter to you three just strictly based off the strength of the 1400 999 freestyle. I think that's like one of the most like obviously you and I have talked so highly about Juice World so many times on this show, but like that's another one where it's just like, yeah, this guy was on another level, like he was on a totally other, other level for how old he was, like the skill set he had and to hear like the, the people talk about how he formulated the verses that he, he laid down. It's like just based off the strength of that one, one song I'm going three. Yeah. Um, I'm going four with this one. I think three has higher highs, as you said before, um, the fourteen hundred nine 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 freestyle is one of those, but I think overall in terms of just, percentage of songs that i have consistently listened to over and over again from both projects i think it's higher for a love letter to you for so because of that i'm inclined to go to that instead um also there's like really good moments on the love letters you for um really good features juice world feature stands out to me the young boy feature stands out to me um even like the smoke perp feature like stands out to me like because of how he's used on on that album so Definitely love letter to you four, but I respect the love letter to you three. Firestarter is crazy. Topanga is crazy. Um, it's just percentages. That's that's just what we're dealing with here. Shooting percentages and um Raptor and LeBron and all these other random ass basketball stats that we're dealing with here. So on the other side of this commercial break, we will be talking about a love letter to you five by Trippy Red. Um, stay around if you love us. Yo, this young little album is the best of all time. I can't wait to talk to Taylor about it, man. This is gonna be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yo, what's good, Taylor? How you doing? I hate this album. Do you have to clean your ears first? What's my girlfriend said everything I play in the car scares her. She said I lost all my taste. Clearly. And I, I need your help. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? You want me to order you Q-tips? No, I need hoodies. I need a beanie. I need t-shirts. I need you to help. All right, I'll see what I can do. I can send you this beanie, but everything else we're going to have to see. Introducing the 2023 Old Milk Collection. This collection comprised of hoodies, t-shirts, beanies, and stickers designed by Nate Sperlin is guaranteed to show everyone your superior style and taste. Man, I hope Taylor doesn't scare the viewers with that bummy outfit. Oh, Yo, bummy outfit today. Look at that. No, I'm much better. The album's sounding better. Everything is better. All thanks to Old Milk. Rush over to oldmilk.co to shop the 2023 Old Milk Collection today. All right. Thank you for sitting through that commercial break. This is the cap episode 411. And on this episode, we are talking about A Love Letter to You 5 by Trippy Red. 19 tracks, 51 minutes long, featuring Corbin, Sky Morales twice, um, Lil Wayne, Roddy Rich, The Kid Leroy, Tommy Lee Sparta, and Bryson Tiller. Join A Love Letter to You 5 comments uh, conversation in the comments below. That being said, Taylor, what were your first initial thoughts on A Love Letter to You 5? Yeah, so... First and foremost, I do like it when when rappers and, and artists in general do like series like this and they stick with the series. And I also like it when they do projects outside of the series and then come back to the series because that that always makes it feel a little more a little more special. You know what I mean? Like 
I think the biggest instance instance of that is probably the Carters by Lil Wayne. But then even you have, you know, the Blueprint series by Jay-Z, but you have these other projects mixed in. So I, I like that concept. I really like that Trippy Red has done that over and over. And honestly, my first impression of this off my very first listen, like I put it on the big speakers, which I normally don't do, but I did it for this one. And the music is super nice. Like it's it's super listenable. And and Trippy Red has moments where he has such a distinct singing voice that really, really it's it's not it doesn't sound the same as little TJ, but in the same way that little TJ like really understands his voice and how to convey that emotion with his voice, especially when he's singing. I think Trippy Red's really great at that and, and knows how to pick and choose his moments where he's singing. But then you do have a couple moments on this project where he really takes a step back and he just like raps. Mm-hmm. Like really, really just raps. And in knowing that he's from the Midwest, it's not like this like it's not this heavy like New York sound or this southern thing or the you know, California. Like he has a very like I don't want to call it like Chicago, but it because I know he's not from Chicago, but it's a very like Midwestern when he really is just like, all right, put the put like a sample on, put the beat on, and he just raps. So I think that Trippy Red, like, I think there's a lot of great pacing on this project. And I think there's a lot of moments that do a lot of different things, but it doesn't feel like jumbled. It doesn't feel like a bunch of random songs thrown together. So I think it's, I think it's pretty cohesive. I think it's really nice, like listening. And and overall, my, like, my first impressions are, are, are really positive. And I didn't expect, I didn't expect to dislike it, but I didn't really expect to like feel much of anything at all. Yeah. Um. So... My, after my first listen, I think I understood that it was good, but I didn't really understand how good it was. And I think it was because of the fact that, you know, like when someone breaks your trust and then when they start, for lack of a better term, acting right again, you're kind of like, what's your ulterior motive? Like you don't fully trust it. Yeah. That's that's how I felt with the first listen. Um, this is the first A Love Letter to You in four years. The last one, um, A Love Letter to You 4, came out in 2019. Since then, uh, Trippy Red has explored his sound. Um, He released Pegasus didn't like that that was trash then he released neon shark which was it was a rock album so it wasn't really a hip-hop album um but it was it was really really good i enjoyed that trip at night was solid it was more of that rage sound and then you have mansion music which was trash but i don't really think that's his fault because it was a lot of leaks and a lot of things that led to it being rushed and it not being complete um so i was coming into listening to a love letter to you five with two questions um can trippy red rediscover the sonics and meet the standards of a love letter to you series and the second question was, can Trippy Red just rediscover consistency just in general? Um, I think for the second question, I have to wait for the next album to come out. Um, but for the first question, I think that he has rediscovered it, although it does seem like he's a little bit rusty. Um, there isn't as much polish on this album as I'm expecting from a Trippy Red, a love letter to you album. Um, for example, Corbin's verse on Take Me Away on the first song. I think that it's valuable to it, but... I do come away from that song wondering if his feature would be better in the beginning, but then at the same time, it's the first song. So if the first person we hear on a Trippy Red album is someone that we don't even know or we didn't even know existed, that kind of complicates something. So it kind of seems like it's a no-win situation, but it there's a there's a few no-win situations here, I guess is what I'll say. Um, and then again, I... I think another part of the consistency is the transitions. Also, how songs close. For example, um, Last Days and Praying for Love, those are two songs that close out beautifully. You hear the beat go for at least 15, 30 seconds, and you can really feel closure with, at the end of that song. And then you have songs like 
How You Alive in a feeling where the song just like stops at the end. And it's like, I, I kind of wanted to hear the beat more. I kind of wanted you to close it out for real, for real. And that kind of takes away from the cohesiveness. And again, it's just not that much polish or not as much polished as I expect for there to be. So little things like that kind of ruin um, what could be a really great album or take it down a peg from really great to good. Um, but overall, it's a good album. I feel like he's rediscovered the standard of a love letter to you. Those That's the series here. Um, and I'm excited to, well, ex I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see what he has next for us. Yeah. So that, that makes me think of two different things. First, I'm not, I like, and I'm not going to lie about it. Like, I'm not a huge Trippy Red fan. I, I like Trippy Red. I have a lot of respect for his music, but it's not like I've, you know, really kept up and like, I'm not, you know, press and play second something comes out uh, on Thursday night. Like, I'm not waiting for it like that. So in terms of like you sensing that rust more than me, that makes sense because I like, to me, I just play it and I'm like, yep, this is, this is for sure Trippy Red. Like for sure, for sure Trippy Red. But what I will say is having listened to those albums between four and this one, so between a love letter to you four and a love letter to you five, especially the one. I think what what was the one? It came out in like August twenty twenty one. Trip at night. Yeah, I, I so I don't know the name of it. I can't remember exactly which one. Is I is that the one that has Mister Rage on it? With yeah, Cardi. Yeah, that's that's Trip at Night. All right, so that's like the one that I probably listened to the closest to the release. And I've played all the other ones in between. And I think that part of me, why I like when, when artists do the series of albums is that they're able to kind of like lock back in to a different, to like, they're almost like their most, like their most pure, like spot as an artist where they're like, all right, I went over here and I did the rock album. I did the rage album. I did the the mansion music that, you know, people really didn't like from the cover art to the music. People really didn't like that. So it's like, all right, I've done all these things. And it's like, let me go back over here and do what I know I'm best at, but with like more life experience, with more skill, with more. So I like this as the return to that trippy red from the previous music that we've heard. And one of the songs, and I know we're going to get to favorite tracks, but one of the songs really like stamped this one is like, like Left for Dead is really him just like sitting mm -hmm. back rapping. And mm -hmm. to me, that was such like a, all right, this is a full like break from any sort of like rock music, any sort of experimental, any sort of anything, which obviously he was built on part of that. Like, it's not like he came up just like strictly bars. Like he wasn't, you know he, what he I mean? He was more experimental than anything, honestly. Right. Exactly. So he wasn't like this, like, you know, lyrical miracle at any point, but my favorite, my favorite thing that rappers do is rap. You know what I mean? And so like, it, it sounds so simple, but it's really like the truth. It's because you're it's a Patriots like, fan. You like when people do their job. Hey, you, you, yeah, I guess. I don't know if Bill Belichick is really looking for bars or not, but, <laughs> but that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing. And I feel like I feel like this is just such a break backwards into a much more like simple trippy red. And it's not this, it's not, it's not super challenging to listen to. And sometimes you need that from an artist. Like I have a ton of respect for when artists challenge their fan base to, to grow with them. But I also have a ton of respect for after, after whether that growth happens or not, when, when the artist goes back and is like, all right, but I'm still here though. Like this is still me. I can still just be me. So I, I, th this project is really refreshing to me 
in that way. And again, it's like, I don't want to act like I'm the biggest trippy red fan in the world because that would be, you know, disingenuous, but to hear, just to hear some of the simplicity on this album, it's like, all right, this guy is still like a guy. Like, he's just like, he is an artist. It's not this like character that he's created and he has to like live in that world all the time. Like someone we just talked about, like early Playboy Cardi, it's like, all right, there's a, there's a person here, right? Mm-hmm. New Playboy Cardi is like, oh no, this is like King Vamp. This is, this is something that's been built and something that's been, you know, put together and raised up to this other level that is like, it's, it's a whole different thing. So I said my favorite thing is when rappers rap and it's also like my favorite thing when people are just like people and they're just Mm -hmm. themselves. And I think that this is a great example of Trippy Red just being himself. And obviously we have some of like the, you know, controversy that came out on social right before this album came out where I guess he was, you know, not faithful to his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not like super tapped into the Trippy Red His girlfriend also has two features on this album. Exactly. Sky Morales. And those two songs are really good. They are. Except for, um, which one is it? Is it uh a feeling what that just fucking cuts off at the end so i can't even fully enjoy i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) no but i i think that even builds into it it's like Mm -hmm. you're getting more of a look into like a real life as opposed to like some like manufactured music and and obviously like every artist manufactures music that's what they do they're artists like sometimes you have to step out of yourself to go make the stuff you want but it's always my favorite when they return to home and they're like all right but like i'm still here and this is my life and here's how i'm going to convey it to you yeah, for sure. I, I, I do want to talk about the rapping a little bit. I think there are a few, and this has been something that's common over the course of, I don't even know how many Trippy Red albums I've listened to where there are songs like this. I think there are usually a few songs, or I know there are usually a few songs where Trippy Red is just rapping, and it kind of seems like these are like prove it tracks from the standpoint yeah. of, yeah, I got all this, I have this good melody, I'm able to adjust my voice however I want to, but don't get it twisted, I can still rap. Um, And I think I'm the the one that really that I'm conflicted on the most is I'm mad at me featuring Lil Wayne, not because it's not good, but because of the fact that where it's placed. Yeah. I, I feel like it would do better being placed or at the end, or maybe even being the outro track. I think it feels like an outro track, first of all. And then second of all, we're listening to all these tracks where he is giving us that melody he's giving us that vibe and then right in the middle is just like it's just like a completely different vibe that of what we were accustomed to for the previous what nine ten tracks before that um so i do like the prove it tracks i do think that if you're really listening to trippy red in the first place you're seeing that he's actually rapping on most of these songs in the first place um maybe melodically rapping but he's still rapping um but I, I do just have an issue with that one track because of where it's placed specifically. Um, additionally, another thing that fascinates me about Trippy Red is his song construction. I mean, there's so many tracks here where there's two choruses and one verse, but then you have songs like Reality, where it's one verse and it's just one chorus after the verse. You have A Feeling, which is two choruses that, is sung, that are sung by Trippy Red, and then the actual verse is sung by the feature, Sky Morales. Um, you have Romantic Fantasy, where it's just a verse, and then on Left for Dead, the verse is literally three lines, but it all it, it shows his versatility. It shows his understanding. Um, it also shows how he's not going to put himself in a box and from the standpoint of um, the song needs to be structured this way because I'm a rapper and this is hip hop and strongs need to have a hook and then a bar and then and then bars and then a hook and then bars and then a hook again, et cetera, et cetera. It really shows his uh, brilliance as an artist. I feel like 
Um, so yeah, I, I, all that stuff really fascinates me. And honestly, it's not even the first time that I've heard of a Trippy Red song where he just sings the hooks and the features are the actual verses. I believe um, Dangerous on A Love Letter to You 2 is also structured that way. So I, it's it's really interesting to see him play around with song structure and also see how it works. Um, additionally, I think Left for Dead is the most lively and colorful track on the album. Um, Trippy Red is carrying wind, um, the song wind. And then... I hated helicopter on the first listen, but then when I realized the feature is like talking like, yo, I got mad guns and you don't want these problems essentially. I was like, oh, okay. Now I like it on the second listen and the third listen kind of crystallized that for me. And then finally, um, Trip McKnight, uh, that from my understanding, that is a, either a throwaway or a leak, or for some reason it didn't make Trip at Night, but it was supposed to be on Trip at Night. Um, and it sounds like it, but I, I guess my final question before we get to favorite tracks, um, is, it seems like, I, I guess, I'm just going to ask it, uh, what is the status of Trippy Red's career? Because like, we're looking at this album in this track list, and it's not as illustrious as previous track lists that he's had. Um, and then also, again, like you see so much Trippy Red hate, and it seems like it's becoming increasingly cool to hate on Trippy Red the same way it's cool to hate on Roddy Rich or it's cool to hate on Lil Baby now. So I'm, I'm just wondering, where do you see Trippy Red um, in terms of his career and just his status in hip hop? Yeah, I mean, I think Trippy Red's in a very interesting spot right now. And along with other names you said and other names that, you know, weren't mentioned where some of these artists get to their mid to late 20s and things start to go a little weird, right? Because it's not so easy. It's not like, all right, let me get everyone I know on every album and everything's going to go crazy and I'm still young. So I can, you know, people are going to be like, oh, shit, like, you know, he has all these features and I think he's in a great position to really solidify him as solidify himself as an artist here. And like, he's always been an artist, but really like, I think that that time when some of the hype dies down a little bit is when we see our, some artists really, really take like a full mastery over their craft and be like, no, here, this is what I do. And that's when they like set on the path to become like lifelong musicians. So I think he has an opportunity right in front of him. And I think that even something as simple as like working on music with his with his girlfriend is like a huge indication of like, let's turn like real life into beautiful music. And it's like, we don't have to go for the social media moment or we don't have to set SoundCloud on fire because we're at a point where hopefully, hopefully the finances are in order where you don't need to do stuff like that constantly to, to stay afloat. And you you're at a spot where like the, the ground is solid enough for you to really, really flourish as a as an artist. And whether that's as like a, a pure rapper, as a musician, as an artist, you know, a, a much broader artist, who knows? We'll see what happens. But I think that I think that when 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 rappers and artists hit this point in their career and this point in their life, it either it goes one of two ways. It's like they're trying to recapture something that doesn't exist anymore, or they're like, no, like I, I'm an adult now. Like I can make this music and make it how I want it to sound. They know how they want it to sound. They know what works for them. They know it works for their core fan base. And it's not so much about, all right, let me, let me have the hottest song on SoundCloud that goes number one on iTunes that people are talking about on Twitter that turns into a, maybe not for trippy red, a TikTok sound, but it's like, mm -hmm. all right, everyone like knows this, like one part that's going to like go off, you know, at the party or whatever. So I think that it's a split road in front of him. And I, based on how this album sounds, it sounds to me like he's going to go down the musical road. That's like, no, I do this. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like he has, 
he built the character for himself. And I think, you know, he was part of a generation that like the character was almost more important than the music. But like a lot of those guys from like that early SoundCloud area, or maybe the second SoundCloud wave are like incredible musicians too. Like, you know, yeah. the music is so good. So I have a lot of confidence that he's just going to keep making good music and, and maybe it'll get more stripped down and, and less, less bells and whistles, less, you know, glossy, less, less packed with features. And, and, and that's, I feel like where you start to get the best music from some of these people. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 as you were talking, it kind of reminded me of Big Sean in that way, where at once, once upon a time, he was on top of his subgenre or genre in general. And it seems like over time, people have kind of not gravitated to him as much as uh, they once used to. And then based off of that, I mean, based off of Love Letter to You 5, it seems like he's making still has the good music. I think that there's a level that he can still reach above this. But I think that this is a really good response to all the doubt and all the potential criticism that he has been facing over the past three, four, five years. Or, well, three, two, four. Anyway, um, moving on to favorite tracks so we can get out of here. What are your favorite tracks, Taylor? So actually, I think it's interesting we had a conversation to me, I'm mad at me with the Wayne feature feels like the end of the first half of the project. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like an outro to that that first half. So I'm mad at me. I have three favorites. I'm mad at me with Wayne. Uh, took my breath away with Sky Morales. And then my favorite song is Left for Dead. Like Left for Dead clear is like by quite a bit for me. Yeah. For me, I have Last Days first and then How You Alive second. And then I have uh, Left for Dead third. Um, a feeling would have been fourth, but I just can't get over the fact that it just cuts off. Like that just bothers me. Um, I'm still probably gonna listen to it one uh, um most frequently or one of the more frequent songs that I'm listening to, but um yeah, I'm gonna always bring it up every time. Why do you have to cut that off? Um, rate the album. Let's rate it. Um, personal playback value, objective playback value. Taylor, go. Uh, personal playback value. I could see a couple of these songs, especially Left for Dead, sticking with me for a couple weeks. I don't think it has much more than a couple weeks for me, but that's just because like I'm not the biggest Trippy Red fan. Overall. I don't see a ton of light for this and you could tell me I'm wrong and I'll, I'll disagree with you and listen to you because you probably have a better gauge on that than I do right now. But I think this is kind of like the utopia conversation. It's like whenever for all the dogs comes out, all this is gone. So that's, that's kind of like depend if it gets like pushed way out, I'm not going to keep saying it, but like kind of like my objective playback value is just like a blanket at this point. It's like, yeah, when Drake drops, Everyone else has to get out of the way. Yeah, uh, under understandably so. Uh, Trippy Red actually pushed his album back, this album back, um, a week because he thought Drake was dropping last week. It was originally supposed to come out last week. Um, but yeah, for personal playback value, I think that this has uh some months for me. Um, I think that the third listen really solidified it as a complete project. Although I do have my issues with it. Um, and it's not the most complete. It still qualifies, especially in 2023, where we're not really getting complete projects at all. It seems like um, definitely one of the more complete projects of the year. Um, objectively, see, I don't I don't see Trippy Red and Drake in the same lane. Like, yeah, they're both hip hop artists. They're both rappers. But I don't think Trippy Red's fans are going to ditch Trippy Red for Drake. Like, I don't think like I think like obviously Drake has a lot of fans and stuff like that, but. I don't think they really care as much as Travis Scott fans would for Drake. Um, so think, that being I think said, when the, I think when the, when Drake's involved, my personal playback kind of bleeds over into the, my feelings <laughs> about the objective playback. Um, so that being said, I, I kind of have this penciled in for, I could see it two months as well. Um, but that being said, this has been the cat podcast episode four eleven. 
Thank you for watching. Let us know your opinions on a love letter to you five in the comments below. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. And check out all the Old Milk merch on oldmilk.co. That being said, we will be back when hip hop tells us what to be, which will probably be, hopefully be next week for um for all the dogs. Um, and hopefully Drake delivers a good album so I can continue being a fan. But that being said, we'll be back when hip hop tells us to be, and we are out. Thanks for watching. Thank you.